2: I see Dr. Disrespect as a friend. I've talked to him throughout this situation. I've, we've texted here and there. I think he's one of the best entertainers on the internet. Sure. But I just think there is no way you sign a multi-million dollar deal with Twitch on a multi-year uh, term and they ban you and there's, your legal counsel doesn't know why.
3: I hate my haircut. I hate it. You asked for this. I thought the mullet would be the thing, but it turns out the front is just, he went straight across. I look, I like, looks, a, I good. I look like Poindexter. I'm a, when little, you, I'm a pinhead.
4: When <laughs> you, when you sw- swirl it over a little bit and you have like a quaff in the front and yeah. then it flows into the mullet in the back, it's actually not too bad. Do
3: you have a crush on me?
4: No, but I can recognize you're a handsome man.
3: Welcome back to Impulsive. The most handsome podcast in the world, (laughs) and the number one podcast in the world. Hit that subscribe button. More importantly, go subscribe to Impulsive Clips. That channel's going to hit a million subscribers. It will be the best day of my life.
1: That's a big channel. How you doing, Michael? Crazy day this morning. Bradley Martin wanted to shoot a mukbang with the world's spiciest ramen Mm. in downtown Los Angeles. Do you know what that was like for me to wake up and have to go downtown Los Angeles? It was was spicy. And the questions he asked, uh, because it was me and Amara on there... About like how our relationship is, the health. Spicy do we questions fight? too. Spice, it was like a hot ones interview with yeah. spicy ramen. How's um, your butthole? It feel, my organs are melting from the inside. Yeah. Like I I feel, the chip. Not that bad.
3: The hot no, chip was the worst bad. thing in my life. Worst thing that's ever happened. I, that's one of the few things in in life that I'll actually never do again. That that pocky. Yeah. Hot, hot one chip challenge. Challenge. Yeah. I will never do that again. I thought I was gonna die. Yeah. Speaking of, uh, I mean, I hate. To, I just hate to talk about buttholes like this. But yeah. do you know what an
1: enema is? Absolutely, dude. My girlfriend's an, a retired adult film star.
3: Okay, so can
1: you explain to me what this is? Yeah, it's it's a device that's used to clear out the butthole, dude. Prior it's like to a anal douche, it's yeah. A it's douche like a douche, yeah. Absolutely, dude. What do you? Josie wants me to do one with her for for you. Uh-huh. No, sorry. Are you talking about a colonic?
0: That's where know. they rinse
1: know. out your your insides. An I, don't like, an, I don't like this. I don't like this. A colonic, yeah. They rinse out your colon. They stick a tube up your ass and shoot water yeah, through. I don't, it's, don't like any of it. No, this. it's great. It's great for your. It's very. It's I've good, never it's done good, it, but for it's, you? yes,
4: it's like getting your mouth clean, but the opposite side. I hate this. I hate it. I hate this conversation. And I brought it up.
3: I completely. This is hundred percent my fault, huh? Have you've prevents- done it, oh, she's so done it a lot. Jeff, Jeff, my manager has done it a lot. He said, "He's what he's saying. He's saying, give me double thumbs up, and he's my shaking his head, yeah." Oh, your girl doesn't.
1: It's supposedly it's supposedly great. It's supposed to k- kill a lot of toxins, pull a lot of the like. I hate. No, no, no. We don't got the do built up. This. It's it's that or a,
4: a three day water fast. <laughs> you Our choose.
3: Po- Our poor guest. What a, what a what a crazy <laughs> intro. He ain't poor. He ain't <laughs> poor. He ain't <laughs> poor. That's he ain't poor. Sure. Let's, let's bring him on, guys. This Forbes thirty under thirty OG is a retired professional Call of Duty player. He's the founder and co owner of a hundred thieves and esports team valued at hundred and twenty five million. Back By Drake yeah. and Scooter Braun, ladies and gentlemen, at the forefront of new media and business, it's Nate Shot. Wow,
4: yeah. It's good, it's good. Yeah, yeah, he's a hero, he's a hero. I, I thought, was, really,
3: I I thought you, you were gonna
1: say our best looking guest since Bryce Hall. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Appreciate you guys having me on, man. Of course, What's thanks so? for coming on. This is great,
3: you're a legend, man. Thank you. I think, uh, I think it's safe to say that we were talking a little bit uh, when you came in about. How uh, I said, I said, man, you've been in this industry for a while and you're killing it. And you said, uh, I'll let you say, it. I don't want to be disrespectful.
2: Well, I feel like you said uh, I was like a hero rock star. You were talking about me in high school. I'm yeah. like, yeah, you were talking to me about you're talking about me in high school. Yeah. Now the kids are talking about all these Fortnite players and I got to get my rep back up. Warzone's helped me a lot, which has been great. You're still
1: nasty with it, bro. I appreciate Nasty. That. He says he's unbeatable in the Gulag. Well, yeah, unbeatable. Is that, is that
2: is that true? Well, unless I get like a bullshit VLK shotgun. Uh, right. The Snipers were really whack. I'm glad they somewhat got rid of those. They've made a lot of bad decisions with the Gulag, but I don't think there's anybody in this room that could beat me in the Gulag. Uh,
1: it definitely right. ain't me. <laughs> Not and, me. Bro, I talk about this all the time, man. I, I am terrible at that game. <laughs> and, and it's a great game. Are you mad that they nerfed the Bruin?
2: No, I'm really happy that they nerfed They didn't even nerf it. Really? They, they say they're going to do weapon tuning, and then they barely change anything. It's like I envision them just having sliders for the, the attributes of the weapon, and they barely just touch it. They, they lowered the long-range distance, but the game is completely broken right now. Because Why? there's a visual glitch, Half Had the buildings
1: disappear?
2: No, not even buildings disappear. Where your gun, it looks like you're carrying like a like an Autobot on your gun. Like you can't even see your screen. Spectating's all messed up. It's been like this for ten days. Damn. There's only like seventy million people that play this game, and it's completely broken right now.
1: What's the what's the best gun in the game? I want to ask this right off the bat for the Warzone viewers.
2: Well, the Bruin's the
3: best gun okay. in the game, hands down.
1: Listen, I don't know what the fuck. You people are <laughs> That's okay. About That's
3: okay. I seriously like. What are you saying? <laughs> What is the gulag? I see it on Twitter. What is the gulag? Is it like Siberia's prison? You net. Wait. You play call You don't play Call of Duty at all. I don't. I I, I don't play uh, video games. I. You know what? That's a lie. I'll I'll hop on uh, Switch from go. time to time and that I'll counts. do uh, Smash Bros and Tetris. Okay. Yeah, which I like, but I don't know about all this gulag talk. Like, I used to be addicted to World of Warcraft. We should, there you go. We get, we And you were good at
2: World of War. Talk to my, my roommate about yeah. it because he's he got back on the World of Warcraft train. Jack, his name's right? Courage. Yeah, yeah, you know him.
4: Yep. Shout out Courage. Great he guy. sits
2: there in his room all day just playing now.
3: I saw his tweet that he was playing in looking for raid partners and stuff. Yeah. And so is he sucked in? Is he officially locked back in the game? Because that, that game I've, I've seen personally, like actually very close to me, almost like ruined lives.
2: Yeah, absolutely. It,
3: it completely consumes you.
2: That's the reason why I never signed up to play it, because I have a very addictive personality, mm-hmm. and I just won't mm-hmm. let myself go down that path. But Jack, he's really good at prioritizing the, the shit that he needs to get done. You know, yeah, he's yeah. a businessman. He, he stays on top of all of his priorities. So the tough part is he's, he has a new girlfriend. This is like the first time he's ever had That's a gonna, long-term yeah. girlfriend. Yeah. But she's pretty independent. Okay. So when she's on her own time, I don't think she minds. But I can hear Jack yelling like all hours of the night <gasps> just playing. I, I actually crazy. don't know how many hours he's sunk into it yet. It's a slippery slope, though. That's Very, why I won't do it. That Very
1: that smart. relationship between the girlfriend and the Warzone player is such a storied relationship <laughs> and is a part of so many viral videos online, and it bleeds its way into even into my relationship like there are so many nights where i'm just like damn dude all i want to do right now is sit is drop supermarket with the boys oh dude. let's go <laughs> and that would make me so happy and as soon as i'm about to sit down she's like babe <laughs> babe we gotta go do this she, sit, she sits there and watches she will she's she'll like, chill with me supportive. and watch. yeah she is for sure
2: that's why you got to set the precedent because me and jack we both got girlfriends right around the same time And my girl, she knows that I I used to be a professional gamer and I stream like six hours a day. So it's like, baby, I got to practice. There's nothing you can say or do. Like, just go sit behind me on the bed, watch movies. She's cool with it. It's great.
3: They're cool with it? Oh, yeah. I mean, she has to be, right? Bro, if I'm not with my girl for 15 minutes and we're in the same uh, location, she says, do you want me to leave? It's okay, I'll give you a, your alone time. I'm like, babe, I just got done with a workout. I'm watching UFC videos and I'm eating, please. Like, I love you. Just, I'll be up in a second, please. Well, you guys just started dating, right? Like, recently? Yeah, three, four Seven, months. Okay. Three, three months? I feel like that'll well. How, lo- how long are you in? Uh...
2: Our one-year anniversary is coming up in like five days. Nice. Well,
3: congratulations. Yeah. Nice. Appreciate it. Do you yeah. have something planned or am
2: I going to ruin it? I do have something planned right now. When's this getting uploaded? Tomorrow. Tomorrow to have to wait. She ain't gonna listen.
1: Uh, don't know. Do not. <laughs> do not risk it. She she seems like a, one of those solid girlfriends who will watch your episode with Logan. But like,
2: yeah. But her Instagram. So what I what I love when I first met her. So I met her at the all white uh, Nobu party oh, nice. last year, Fourth of July. Fourth of July. Yeah. And one thing that I loved immediately, like my old boss, like one of my best friends, he was a, he started Optic Gaming, and his his rule when we first started coming up and gaming, if she has a Twitter, you cannot fuck with her. Because <laughs> you, you just have, you have no idea like, what their intentions are. So the one thing I love about her is her Instagram's on private. She don't oh. accept new followers. She's like, very low-key. She's not in the world of I social. I thought she's in this space. She worked at an organization called Echo Fox for a little bit doing PR. But she's not in esports anymore. She, she works actually for the PR firm that our company... Is represented Wait, by. Wait, this
3: is Justine's sister. We broke up. Like, oh, fuck. No, nah, it's fine. I am I'm so sorry. No, all good. All good. All good.
2: <laughs> that was a four year relationship. So, so it's like I okay right. to remember. No, he's that. Yeah, he's good. <laughs> okay, a, okay. We, we broke up like two years ago, I think it was. And then I met this girl after being single for a year. So it's great. She's okay, awesome. She's from awesome.
3: Texas. She's a sweetheart. That's awesome. It's cool that she supports your lifestyle, and and Jack too. I mean, cause, yeah, because yeah, I know uh, when your man just sitting on a video game for. I mean, you said sh- you stream for six hours a day. Tricky stuff. Now
2: I do. I, I wasn't for like the last three years while I started this company, Hundred Thieves. But I what, took what's your workload
3: off. like right now,
2: dude? It's like a it's a balance of you know working on like the higher level projects. So obviously we're we're hyper focused on apparel, yep. but we are an esports organization. We have like four teams across uh, numerous esports titles. And then we have, like, the entertainment arm where we have our own podcast, just like you guys, Courage and Nate Shot Show that we yep. do weekly. Uh, we have content house videos that I got shoot back over the house and film after this. So it's a lot of different stuff. Like, I'm not knee-deep in operational managing people. We, we have over, like, 40 employees. I got my partner, Johnny. Went to, like, Wharton Business School. Really yeah, smart beautiful. fucking guy. Came from <laughs> Venture before that. So... He's built companies before, helps manage the people, and I do what I'm best at, get on camera and, and spread the voice and yeah. spread the brand. He's days. the operator. Yeah, he's mm-hmm. the operator. Did
1: you know that it was going to get to this point? Because because I'll be honest with you. when I, I used to work at a company called Love Sack, Giant Beanbag Chairs, right? Do you know this? We were
2: just talking right, about Love listen, Sack. Listen,
1: <laughs> and I worked with T-Mart. I worked with all, all mm-hmm. the all the guys from the space. And every day I would come in and I would look at my top tier list of who I wanted to work with. And Nate shot was always at the top of the five. I think I even reached out to you from the account a couple of times like, hey, man, are you sure you don't want one of these? Like, And I didn't do proactive.
2: Cap, that's cap. Because Why did you When I first moved to LA the f- the only piece of uh, furniture that I had in my apartment for <laughs> was like two you had love set. you did and but I bought that but oh, I correct no but and shit. I knew that and he I was knew you, were, you one.
1: No I knew you were a fan but I wanted to bring it up a notch I wanted to get you more stuff and I and I either tried to reach out but I always looked at you as like kind of the cream of the crop in the gaming industry like the highest level and I guess it's just bringing back the question: Like, did you ever think it was going to get to this point? Did you ever think you were going to go from playing video games to t- like to being at this top level, working with Wharton business guys, operating on this business that brings in hundreds of you know millions of dollars? Like, this is wild, right? Yeah, fuck no.
2: I mean, <laughs> yeah. I, I was working at McDonald's for like four years out of high school. Then I went to community college for about a year. And my big break was winning a tournament in 2011. It was. Uh, Call of Duty put on a promotional event to promote their new uh, Call of Duty, which was Modern Warfare 3 at that time. So they had a million dollars, they had a million dollar prize pool, and I yeah. wasn't even supposed to compete into it because they had ways to qualify. And one of my teammates from like past years couldn't play with his boys because one was from Canada, one wasn't 18 yet. So I was like the third string coming in. Yeah. And we fucking just destroyed everybody and we ended up winning. So I used that money to quit my job, quit school, move out of my parents' house, and just start all this. And that was when Justin TV first turned into Twitch. So I just got to ride this wave at the perfect time. And it just kept evolving year over year over year. So I feel I feel very lucky. I'm sure a lot of you guys know timing is everything. Absolutely. So if I was really good at video games like five years before that, I mean, there wasn't like anything incredible to play like Halo 1. You had Starcraft was really big in like Korea and Asia. But I just got really lucky that Call of Duty took off in the way that it did at the time that it did.
3: For sure. We talk about that a lot on this show. It's like, it's like you happen to be born in the right generation where that became an industry and you happen to be really good at it. Yeah. My question is this. Were you always good? Like when you, when you were in high school, did you know or have the aspiration that you wanted to be a professional gamer? Uh, yeah, I mean, we were talking about it before the show mm-hmm.
2: started, like growing up, they had MLG tournaments like Halo on USA. They had it on like the TV network. You watch it on a Saturday morning. I'm like going crazy over this. Like, how do I do this? Yep. And it, they, the way they promoted their professional players, they were like treated like royalty. And I wasn't very athletic in high school. Like I played golf and wrestling freshman year. I didn't make the basketball team. I fucking sucked at that. <laughs> my brother's like 6'2", built really well. And I can never beat him in anything. And so video games was always like my outlet. Gotcha.
0: My
2: And so when I first started playing Halo 2, I got pretty good pretty quickly, but I never was, like, top tier at Halo. Like, mm. I couldn't compete with, like, the professional players at that time. And so I transitioned to a game called Gears of War, and then oh,
1: great Call
2: of Duty after that. Yeah. Yep. And Call of Duty is where I really excelled, and I could tell I was better than most.
3: But did you have a thing that made you good? at? Like, were you amazing right off the bat? Or at, <sighs> least, at least above average, though. I guess what I'm trying to get at is, like, to the kid who is grinding every single day and wants to be a professional gamer, but doesn't have that it factor. Is there an it factor?
2: Networking. I mean, like you could be really good or you could be okay. You might not be the cream of the crop, like at that top level. And I never was, but what I was really good at leveraging uh, teammates to put together the right roster. Right. Because there's always players. I surrounded myself that were better than me. Um, And it was just like, all right, I've got the resources. I'm on one of the biggest teams. Now we can go get the best players. I mean, it, it's tough when kids ask me like, "How do I go pro? How sure, do I do this?" Sure. It's really just relationships, playing with people that are better than you, Interesting. acclimating yourself Interesting. to how good they are, and then when
3: they when you get better than them, you go find some new teammates. It's kind of like a doggy dog world. Yeah, for sure. Like like any industry. Yeah. But like, do you think? And I mean, Joe Rogan even hit on this. Did you have an opinion on his uh, his little headline, the gaming headline that he? Yeah, I did. Said? Well, said, Joe Rogan says gaming is a real problem and waste of players' time, and we talked about this in this podcast. He did get clipped a little bit, and it wasn't an, an anecdotal context. thing. I, I don't, I don't love what happened here, but did you, did you have a take on this?
2: Yeah, I mean, I think I, first of all, I love Joe Rogan. I, yeah, for I sure. I, I, I love his podcast, and I think he's a really smart guy. Absolutely. Um, so really articulate. Uh, he can really articulate his thoughts really well, and I can appreciate that with anybody. Yep. But I think the things that he said about gaming can be attributed to any other hobby that one might have it's like i mean at the end of the day nothing we do is has a point to it like we're gonna die one day and that's gonna be it like obviously (laughs) other things you do in different industries or different hobbies you can turn into a business so like when he brought up the jujitsu, i'm gonna create my own dojo i'm gonna get better and then i'm gonna have people pay me to teach them Mm. i mean there's so many different ways to earn money playing video games nowadays and obviously it's like the top 1%, maybe like the 0.01% of people yeah, that are mm-hmm. playing video games. So it's not as simple as maybe the route of a jujitsu master. But Don't at the end of the day, you- I think video games are a great hobby for kids, you know, stay out of trouble. Sure. I think it's a great way to make friends, find people that have common ground as you have same personality, same taste. Sure. It's I, the, some of my best friends are going to stay in at my wedding. I've all met through gaming so That's it's awesome. a gaming now i don't think is just about hopping into a server and trying to be really good or having as much fun as possible it's really like its own social network it's like, a club it's yeah. a
1: club and so like the, the, the way we talked about it what i brought up was like he, he talked about it in a way that was almost like everything has, in life has to have some grandiose end game. Mm. And, I, and I brought up the point that not everybody lives like that. Like, there's a lot of people out there that are just living to meet other people, living to build relationships. Some girls out there just want to have kids and a family, and they're not, they don't, you know, there are guys out there that just want to do the same and they don't want a jujitsu uh, dojo. They want to meet people. They want to kick it. They want to drink a PBR and watch Matt's show. And yeah, watch. Don't you feel like you know this is kind
4: of your own dojo? Like you're giving people an inside look of what you're doing while you're playing this game that you've mastered.
2: Right? Yeah. In some ways. I mean, I, I, I always just wanted to start like before people even were streaming on Twitch or on Justin TV and YouTube was just starting gaming content was just exploding. It like sports center. Top 10 was always my inspiration. I, I sat watching mm-hmm. repeats of sports every dude. single day with my yeah. brother. It's mm-hmm. like, Oh, I can go buy this thing from Best Buy that's gonna let me record it and I can upload it to YouTube and people can see how good I am at the game. Mm-hmm. And so I understand where you're coming from. But yeah. for me, it's just always been like a means to an end, like a platform for me to be able to be myself and be really good at something. And it's just been a fun ride.
3: Okay. Well, you you came out on top or like the light side, but like I I'd be lying if I if I said there wasn't a dark side to gaming. Like, I'm telling you, I even experienced this, like, what I kind of hinted at, my wow addiction. Dude, I was 12 years old, and I got kicked out of my guild multiple (laughs) multiple times. I was a little bit of a fuck-ass. But I would, on God, I would cry and roll around on the ground, screaming, Life hates me! I hate myself! I'm not worth it, bro, for hours. Sure, I was being a pussy. (laughs) But also, like... This is some of the lowest moments in my life because of this video <laughs> game. Bro, I would stay up till 7.30 a.m. I remember the first time I pulled an all-nighter. I was playing WoW, my little no mage. And I got kicked out of my guild, and I'm just fucking crying at my computer. And again, I think it has to be acknowledged that, this, that an addiction like this could definitely fuck some people up. Absolutely. Do you think it's going to get worse? Especially with the innovation of virtual reality.
2: I think that's the, the perfect way of thinking about this because uh, w- one of my co founders, Jackson, he, he retweeted a photo. Of Laura Croft from Tomb Raider and what she looked like in 1998 and what it looks like now in 2020. She's probably bad as fuck. Oh yeah, bro. she got a set on her. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. Always has. Shout out Angelina Jolie. Wait, she played Tomb Raider, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah all did. right, I'm yeah. thinking the right one. That's actually a
1: dope, that's actually a dope outfit. My girl's been asking what outfits to wear for role playing lately, and I think that would be a that's a good look. Yeah, that's I, a good look. I
2: think that's the right move. But yeah. I, for me, I, I just think gaming is only going to become more immersive, like you said, with just the technology evolving with virtual reality. Virtual reality. And then th- when you see the difference between the photos of like 2015 to 2020, I mean, <sighs> it's like it just keeps doubling in, exponential. in terms of exponential, ex- yeah. Yeah, it's exponential yeah. growth. So you always hear Elon Musk, Elon Musk talk about, oh, yeah, we're, we might be into a, a simulation already. But gaming, like you're not going to be able to tell the difference in sure. like 20 years. Sure. So when you talk about addiction – it's like there's even a bunch of different TV shows that try to play on, you know, just what this world is going to turn into in the virtual world. And I think mm-hmm. if you don't have your priorities straight, like we talked about Jack earlier, it could be very toxic and it yeah. could consume your life. So I
3: understand but, that. But how, but how? Like, how can you keep your priorities straight? If you love this, like true addiction, you know, everyone yeah. who has had a, even the Bad, addiction, no, to anything no, it's, knows. Great. it's so hard to tell yourself, like, hold on, I have things to do Balance. because you love this thing so much. It's so tough. How did you do it? How does Jack do it? I find it fascinating that he does it so well.
2: I think it just comes down to, like, what your means are, right? Because my parents, they never wanted me to do it because they thought I was fucking up my life. But sure. I held down a job. I got good grades. And as soon as I moved out of my parents' house, like, what were they going to tell me? Like, I didn't need them for money anymore, so I wanted to do what I was going to do. Mm-hmm. But, I, but I knew deep down that I had the financial uh, position to give it a shot for at least a year or two. And if I don't make any money from it, then I go back to the traditional route. So when you talk about that situation, I feel like kids – nowadays that you know have that aspiration goal. go i want to be ninja i want to be shroud i want to be dr disrespect yep. i want to be tim yep. they have to be able to understand they have to support themselves and support their family or whatever their situation is individually yep. before they go off the fucking deep that end yeah. and stream 10 hours a day and not go to school and don't have a job like it's not going to happen overnight
0: yep.
1: yeah that's Dude. a that's a that's a great point and i because i we, we talk on that sometimes too it's So many people out there think about this like jumping off the diving board moment Mm -hmm. where they're like, yo, you know what? I'm going to give it all up and move out to California. I'm going to give it all up and become a gamer. You bought yourself through hard work the opportunity to try to become a gamer. Do you understand what I'm saying? You you showed up to a point where you gave yourself a a safety net or a layer of, 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 you know, financial freedom. That allowed you that chance at it. And so and I always talk about that. Make sure that you are set up for both success in your next pursuit, but also for failure. If you, if your next pursuit doesn't work out, have your fallback, have your have your your main job or have that money that's gonna get you through that period. I think it's I think there's too many people out there that look at an opportunity like professional gaming as like a, a a pipe dream chance that they're just gonna take.
2: Yeah, it's you know that that and that that itself is dangerous because there's a lot of people that are just, I, I quit everything. Like they'll send me tweets, hey I quit everything. I bought like the, the setup, I'm
3: streaming 10 hours a day. How do I get there? I and was I'm gonna like, ask, brother, what are you doing? How many times do people reach out and they tell you their goals and they're lofty as fuck? And you you in your mind, deep down you go, yo, that was Dumb, this kid is fucked. Dude. Yeah, he was. it has it has to happen. Well, not hey, the we, goals. You got to have your shit straight. You're but like yeah, that. but you how how you execute. Courage how is a, execute, Courage right?
2: is a perfect example, right? So Courage was going to school full-time. Yep. He ended up graduating, but while he was going to uh, school, he was interning at Major League Gaming mm-hmm. in downtown New York. Love it, love it. And he was just like a production assistant, and then one day, one of the main casters for the Call of Duty event, uh, he was sick, couldn't come into the office, and then they were looking around like what do we do? He's like I think I could do it. And then that was just Damn. the beginning. <laughs> right place, That's, right awesome. That's he, awesome. He interned there for months. Yeah. He was still going to school, making sure his future was set. He had a route to go down and then it just popped off and he made the opportunity what it is today. So, I got a question
4: about that. Yeah. Do you encourage people to go in that direction for professional gaming? And on top of that, if you do, how would you, uh, what, what would you recommend for someone trying to get into that?
2: World? I I really believe that it's it's some astronomical odds to now get to the point where you could be like a top like Absolutely. 25 player in any Absolutely. game. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, but, but people, it's possible. People, it is possible. Yeah. Like Tifu is a perfect example too. He, he was one of the best H1Z1 players mm-hmm. and he wasn't followed by anybody. Nobody watched him. And then FaZe Clan came around and, or I'm sorry, Fortnite came around and his name was like in the bucket about
0: Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
2: Okay, this guy's really good. He's not on a team yet. Right. And then he finally got the opportunity to play for FaZe Clan. Then the drama went down. He got banned from Twitch. He exploded even further timing. beyond that. It's all timing. timing yeah. But it's, it's, nowadays, if I were to try to do what I did 10 years ago, I don't think I'd be able to do it Wow, because it it really is about the relationships and how good you are and you could be really, really good. But if you don't have the relationships or at least an in with the right person, it's kind of like an old guard that is really, really difficult to break into.
4: Well, there's a lot of solo games right now. They're taking over, right? Fortnite, mostly solos. I mean, there's quads, but it's not necessarily the same team game that it used to be team aspect.
2: Yeah, I think that's a great point too. Mm -hmm. Like battle royale for sure. You've seen like a lot of like 14, 15 year old kids just emerge out of nowhere. But I think that's, like, the qualifiers that Fortnite has had and the events that they've thrown. There's, like, an opportunity every single week. They have their, like, daily cash cups mm-hmm. to, you know, get your name out there where, like, five years ago that didn't
3: exist. So that's,
4: well, that's a super, great point. Yeah, super supportive of the community, right? That's that's a game that's absolutely putting on for the people that are playing it all the time. I, I love that.
3: New media in general is getting so oversaturated. I mean, most, market, most, most markets tough. are. And, you know, every time a kid tells me, like, I want to be a vlogger, I, like, I shudder for them. Or yeah, I'm sure when you... Like, I want to be a professional gamer. It's so fucking it's hard like the, now. You it's have like to make sure. Seriously. I, I liken the odds. Yeah. Honestly, someone asked me when, at June Lake. They go, you know, my kids want to be YouTubers. Do you have advice for them? I go... <laughs> I bet it's easier to get into the NBA than to become a top tier YouTuber. Because
1: everybody's trying to do do YouTube. It's or gaming it's or so gaming or oversaturated. Yeah. So
3: you gotta make goddamn sure you got something special about you. You feel some sort of niche or a phenomenal player, or a it. businessman that's like yourself. It. You got you gotta like I said, you gotta have the it factor. I completely agree yeah, with you. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Uh, streaming Which I tried the, the <laughs> I saw you, you You were breaking plates Against the wall So that was oh, yeah. That was like my thing I that liked was, that That was like my it fact I was, I was like I really liked that. I go yo I'm not good at gaming But I got a lot of energy And I, I And I fuck shit up So every time I die in Fortnite I'll break a plate And that'll be my, People will want to see me Break plates It didn't work uh, <laughs>
1: <laughs> it didn't, didn't work By the way didn't, didn't quote unquote Didn't work Like what was not What was your stream level Ship on not working How many people Would be watching your streams 10,000 ten maybe is that like not? Would you consider that like had, not working?
2: You had 10,000, what? Yeah, 10,000 no, people watching the streams yeah, at a time. 10,000 viewers
3: is really, really that's good. That's what I'm saying, <laughs> dude. That's why I say
1: quote unquote not I just working. don't know if they were, uh,
3: I think there were people who really loved me, not gaming fans. <laughs> does that
1: matter though? No. It doesn't matter yeah, why. I, think it, I think, think it
3: does because I noticed, you know, f- very first stream. 250,000 people watching.
1: Second stream? 150,000 no, I, people Third stream? 15,000 people. They I get don't that, give a fuck. Do you, think, do you think the majority of people that are watching uh, Corinna cop Kopf stream are people that really enjoy, uh, what game does she play? Minecraft? Do you think they're Minecraft fans or do you think they're fans of...
3: Isn't she good? Isn't she, she good? She,
1: she, she can hang. So, so I can't with... even hang. Right. Yeah, you could. I know. I I know were
3: pretty good. No, I remember playing with her in Fortnite, and she, she was, was, she was so team. much. But yeah. Seriously, okay. she was so okay. much better than me. Yeah. Um. So I, I, think I learned that on Twitter, streaming, gaming. Anyways, skill is important. Skill is skill is very very important. Because even me, as a person who uh, doesn't often find myself watching gamers stream live. I thoroughly enjoy watching Ninja stream Uh, and Tfue stream Mm -hmm. because of how God dang good they are. And I, and I remember before I got into the world and and sorry to the gaming community before I got into it. And I want to talk about this with you is my, 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 uh, thought process was why would, why would I sit down and watch someone play games? I could just do it myself. And then I got immersed into the world and I go, whoa, yeah, there's a lot going on here. There's some really talented people here with a special skill set. I'm I'm entertained by them. Mm-hmm. So I guess what what does it take to be a good streamer and, and why has this industry that I thought was seemingly impossible blown up? Streaming, it, well, it, it's like just to go back to your point. Streaming
2: for you with ten thousand people probably isn't worth your time. I mean, it, when you spend like a couple hours making a vlog and you've got a million people tuning into it in like the first like six hours of it being published, it doesn't make sense for your stream for, mm. with ten thousand mm. people. Like Corinna, I, I I've never watched her stream, or I, maybe I've clicked on it once when she was on Facebook just to see what, what, it was like, what, she, what she was doing yeah, yeah. or how it was panning out. It's like even her, I, I was confused when she started streaming. I'm like. You have, I mean, you upload a photo on Instagram, you get a million likes. I don't, what are you, what are you streaming for? Yeah, facts. I think in the streaming industry, being really good is just a part of one of the things that you need. Okay. There, I mean, it really depends on the game you're playing, right? If you're streaming Fortnite or you're streaming Warzone, I, I would argue that probably like 90% of the the people that are most watched are because they are really 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 yeah. good at it and by really good by that standard is better than average you know what mm-hmm. I mean because there's a lot of people that play words on that tweet me like I got a 1.1 KD let me join 100 D's I'm
4: like motherfucker
2: that is not very That's good, not good <laughs> enough. Is, that, is
4: that a stat you use to bring people on the team no, <laughs> no 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 how do you do that how do you find people that you want to bring on the team they, I mean
2: it's just knowing the industry and knowing the community and knowing who who's who's who and who okay. what's what. But I, I would say being really good if you're playing like one of the most popular games like mm. Warzone or, or mm. Fortnite is very important and you got to have a personality too. I think Tifu is another good example where – he isn't the most personable person in the world. I mean, like his personality doesn't really shine right. through that often. He's actually pretty quiet yeah, when he he's plays. A, he's a bit
3: reserved. Yeah, he's
2: very but reserved. He's very so, quiet. He's just so good, but though. he's so fucking yeah. good that yeah. everybody wants to watch him. Um, but, but like Tim the Tapman is another example. He's pretty good at games. He's not the best, but I, I could sit there and watch Tim do anything. I, would, I watched. I would watch Tim paint walls.
1: That's that's <laughs> that's a very good point. And I somebody came up to me at a at a speaking gig I was at the other day, and they were like, "I'm not." the most like outgoing or crazy personality, what can I do to break into the space? And I said, be very good at one individual thing. But like you said, like have some sort of niche that you're very good at. Right. But to your point, I think that there are also people out there who could sell water to a whale who could sell a ketchup popsicle to a woman in white gloves who could sell <laughs> shit to a pig. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. because they have the personality charisma, charisma. They have that gene where, where like, yo, it doesn't matter what they're talking about, the way they deliver shit. People just want to fucking watch them. Right. Yeah.
2: You know who uh, banks
1: B- B- love the fucking kid, B- And dude. Banks, one, banks is him, one of dude. the most charismatic
2: people Absolutely. that I've, that I've ever met. You know, he has his highs and he has his lows. Some days he might not be feeling like himself, but when he's on his highs and he's, he's, Talking to you, you're listening. Yep. And that's one of the Passion. reasons why – Like,
1: Banks doesn't even make fucking videos. He doesn't want to.
2: He doesn't want to. Nope. But he was one of the most popular people on the internet because the people that are around him and when he's talking, you just believe him.
1: That's one of the That's one of the worst things because I text him all the time. And I'm like – literally, I texted him yesterday. I want you to start making videos again. I really – because the only – Par- or Partially because I just know everybody what wants kind of to videos? see it What kind of videos do you Anything? want? Anything no, Vlogs No I do vlo- so. Vlogs what, what, what do you think? How old is Banks now? Uh, I think T- 29
3: 29 right Okay yeah. so there comes a point in every man's life Every young vlogger's life Where they're like yo fuck this shit it- I mean, yeah. I, mean it- I get it I, I mean it. yo
1: It gets old it gets No, I, I get it, but I mean, I'm I'm 35 and I haven't done it for that long. So that's, I get what that's you're saying, why. but I'm, he's been
3: doing it for so, for so long. So, long yeah. so what do you want him to do? Do you want it? No, no, no. Cause it's I not agree he's got, I, he's got passion and spunk when he speaks. And I think that's it. He's just got a little bravado. Everything he says is like, you believe him. Yeah. It's 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 truthful. I want him to so be ha- I mean what
1: I want is for him to be happy at the end of the day. Sure, sure. And he, and, a podcast? And, and he does. Mom's basement's great. He does a great job on it. But as you know, and as I know, you know, Banks wrestles with some demons and his own happiness and his own satisfaction in life. And so at the end of the day, if he tells me, yo, like that kind of shit doesn't bring me enjoyment anymore. Your main priority and your main focus in life has to be being happy.
4: Yeah. It has Ooh. to
1: be. It has to Ooh. be. It can't be anything else. If it's anything else than that, then you are going to be misaligned and you're going to be miserable. It doesn't matter how much fucking money you have.
3: Have you come to that realization yet? I'm sure you have. But did you have that uh, epiphany?
2: Well, that's kind of why I started 100 Thieves. I was okay. Dude, I, yep. I used yep. to daily vlog. For a long time, like when I, was, when I was dating Jenna and I yep. was hanging out with her and Justine all the time, I was vlogging every single day and I was I was recording, I was editing it, I was doing the thumbnail, I was doing the title. I mean, you know the show. Sure. It, it just gets repetitive. Sure. You're not happy anymore. You can't take any pride in your work because you upload a vlog and you can't even enjoy like the feedback that you get from it because you got to be thinking about what you're doing the next day. Next vlog. Yep. And so my my channel, I'm, I am I feel fortunate enough to where I've taken a lot of breaks and every time I come back, people are still watching. Amazing. and. Not a lot of people have been able to do that, so I feel very lucky just to be you know, sort of blessed in that sense. Um, but what's great about 100 Thieves now is we have like 15 people on our production team, and so they're curating the concepts. Automate
3: everything. I'm just showing <sighs> up, sure. me sure. and
2: myself. The concepts are great. It's edited. It's thumbnailed, It's uploaded. I don't even have to think about it. I'm basically on an autopilot. And so now I get to focus on things that I really enjoy, and you made me laugh on my, in my DMs you because – yeah, kid
1: loves golf. That's and by the way, is. it's and by the way, it's an up and coming thing that's happening with the community of creators jeff's doing some practice golf swings right now I you know you don't have to pan to him caleb but but you play nelk boys play evan evan dwarf mamba plays There's a lot of lot of people out there shooting going going and doing you know running through 18 with their boys what is it about golf that you that you fell in love with
2: well it's literally everything you just said i mean out here in la you're spoiled because it's some of the most beautiful courses you drive an hour up to moore park simi valley and it is incredible. You're, you're hitting a ball off like a 300-foot elevation down to a little green, but you're out there and nobody's around you. It's just you and your boys trying to hit this ball as far as it can go. And you're drinking and just having a good time. And I think that's what a lot of you know young kids that are realizing now, there's so many people in their early 20s where the PGA was having a hard time the last decade. Tiger adults, got hurt. Yep. Nobody was really watching these events. And it wasn't until you started seeing more names pop up, like Justin Thomas. You got <sighs> Matthew Wolf coming yep. up. Kyle College just won the PGA Championship. So you have storylines again. But these kids in their young 20s, like, they grew up with their dads watching golf, but they might go hit the ball at the range every now and again. But now that they're adults and can go do whatever they want, it's like, I don't want to go to the fucking club. <sighs> I want to be in bed at nine o'clock so I can be up Get at 7am to go play golf with my boys.
1: And you're seeing it pop up so much on TikTok now, which I, which I just love TikTok, seeing Dude, all the golf, right? <laughs> golf, I, do you TikTok. See it? golf, golf, TikTok, Right. And so it's like, I think it, what happens is anytime you start to add the trick shot aspect in, the younger community gets excited. Yeah. Like, it's like it, it was the same way with like snowboarding, with everything else. Like, once you start throwing 360 mute grabs in, the kids start paying attention. And now you got these guys out there who are flicking the ball up and hitting it. And people fall in love with that first. And then they're like, well, maybe I should give this golf a try. So I love what all these guys are doing on TikTok, on Instagram, with turning golf into kind of like a, uh, gamified thing for social media and it's, and it's, it's taken off. And I, I, I love to play with, is that a public course?
2: Yeah, I would, I would love to bring you out. And that's, and that's really why I brought it up because you asked, it's like, I did get burnt out and blogging is tough for me. And so that's why I'm starting like entire, like sports media arm of hundred thieves where, I'm starting a golf channel, and I'm gonna go out and play three I'm, times, let's a, go. three times a <laughs> let's week, go. and it, it's like right for the taking. There's nobody that's really there, like GM Golf out of Texas. They're great. They're, they're the guys that you're probably talking yep. about yep. doing the trick shots. Yep, but there's just no. There's not enough personality on YouTube about golf. Everything on YouTube and golfing is just how do you get better? Here's some instructions. Here's some drills. But it's there's no camaraderie. So.
1: Whole, I think my guy's hole in one trick shot is one of the guys on Instagram that I watch who does absolutely incredible things on 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 Instagram. But uh, great sport. He hates it. He, he doesn't like it. I can't you're do
3: from it. From Ohio, okay. man. I know. I know. I know. Have you ever hit a pure iron shot? It's- I don't know what you're saying. <laughs>
2: I, I, if anybody <laughs> listening to this podcast, I promise you, there's a lot of things that feel good in life, but there is nothing better than hitting a pure golf shot.
3: I think I've done it, dude. I, I went to the, uh, the range often when I was young and I tried for a long time. Like I've, I've tried fucking everything at this point, And I, and I just find every time I go golfing, all I do is whip the golf cart. I'm drifting the golf cart around and getting kicked out. Have you gone golfing as an adult? <laughs> yeah. Yes, I have.
1: No, as an actual with the beard. No. You yeah. haven't with oh, the beard. I the see last person saying. that played golf was the no beard Logan Paul. That not many people yeah, liked. We don't know you're like You're competitive guy. Yeah, but I don't...
3: I don't Like competitive in the sense of like, yo, if you drive better than me, I'm going to shoot a double leg takedown on you.
0: Like, <laughs> like it's not I a just stick wanna, sports
3: athlete. It's not a stick sports athlete. Great way to put it. I don't <sighs> love handling sticks and balls. I hated golfing as a kid. <laughs> yeah, I think oh, it's, he's calling you out. <laughs> I, I hated golfing as a kid. And now that I'm an adult, I love it. I could totally see my interest changing. When I was a kid, I hated uh, I hated coffee. Now I love coffee. Broccoli. What happened? What happened to me? People change. Who would have guessed? But yeah, I I, uh, I don't see myself. When's what? your birthday? April first. April first. I'm a joke. I'm a, I'm a joke.
2: I'm gonna we'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll skip forward to Christmas. I'm gonna get you golf lessons.
1: <laughs> wow. Yo, yo,
3: yo, Matt. I'm telling you, I don't want him. Wow! I don't want him. I I'll take him. don't give him, no, my, take, don't give him, him my... any
4: gifts. As a matter of fact, don't give him any. He hates gifts. I, look, I love the
3: offer. I'm just telling you, like this is me saying it ahead of time before you give me the golf lessons, and I do not show up because of my just pure disinterest. I, I, give him to Mike, please
2: I would happily do Because he, he's didn't, good I didn't think the Maverick himself Would be so close-minded at golf.
3: <sighs> I, No, that's the thing I'm not close-minded he's tried, I tried, he tried. He's I Damn tried. it I tried We'll get him I'll, we'll I'll get, die
1: on this hill We'll get him back We'll <laughs> get him back out there But
3: listen It sounds like you're creating For you now <laughs> mm-hmm. Which is like the secret If I had to uh, Summarize it eventually you realize that the only reason I'm doing all this shit and the only reason I'm continuing to do this and not completely burn out and want to jump off a bridge is because I'm doing it. Cause it makes me happy. Yeah. Stop, stop trying to satisfy an audience. I I take breaks now whenever I goddamn please. And it's really working for me. Like creating has become fun again. And uh, yeah, I think that's, that's the solution just for any creators listening. Watch watch your burnout and don't let it happen to you. I don't, I don't think, the days of daily vlogging will ever return the way they had mm. in the past. Mm.
1: Like who's, it's, it's who's, who's it's, daily it's vlogging right now?
3: Bro. I don't think, I think kids are getting smarter and they're like, Whoa, that's not, that's not it's the way horrible. to do it.
1: You're just not at the top of your game. You're not putting out content. Your, your ability to create concepts that, that are winning concepts day after day after day is, impo- is near impossible. And it just burns you out. Like even, even, you know, even from a three a week is, is, a, is tricky. I mean, it's a lot it's of getting, fucking it's getting harder. And it's harder a lot enough. of content,
3: but what I'm, again slowly realizing is surround yourself with with a team and really optimize your business which is what you did. Yeah. What age did you have that cuz I'm at, I'm at 25 and I'm like okay, I think I need to make some moves now mm-hmm. and hire more people than I had in the past. You said you got 40 employees. Yeah. It's a lot of people working for it you. It is.
2: It is. Yeah, I think for me what it, what really did it is uh I've got a really smart uh one of, one of my friends that actually helped me build the The pitch deck that we presented to Dan Gilbert at the NBA Finals in like 2016, hey. he uh, helped me build the whole thing out. He was a fan of mine growing up. I ignored him for a really long time because he would DM me this wild shit. He looked mm-hmm. like a young kid, and in his Twitter bio said he worked for Nest, SpaceX, and Google. Mm-hmm. I'm like, bro, you're not even older than me. Like, just, that's cap. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I just I just ignored him for so long, and then he finally told me what he did. He was he's like a venture partner for one of Dan Gilbert's yep. investment funds. Yep. So he helped me put this deck together and really just sat me down and we just talked through the businesses that he's seen build, mm. uh, the leverage that I have with the community that I have. And 100 Thieves was actually only supposed to be an apparel company. Mm. And then when he got involved, him and his fund, were they were trying to invest in esports teams. Mm. And I was a part of one for a really long time. And I left that to move to L.A. just to be on my own. And so at that point, it was like the light at the end of the tunnel when he talked about how many resources I could have and how he would help me find the right people, smart people to help mm. me because I've got a lot of good ideas, but I, I'm not the best at executing them. Sure. And so having people around me, like you said, has just made things so much more uh, motivating. So I, who, I wake up every day and I want to do what I'm doing. Sure,
3: sure. Which is amazing. Who found Scooter and uh, Drake? Uh, man,
2: I'll tell you what. I forget how Scooter Braun came into the fold. Uh, I mean, I'll probably attribute it to my my partner, uh, John. We We actually got matched up with some random guy. There was this random dude who said he knew Scooter was like one of Scooter's business partners. And then he went and told Scooter that he was our business partners. And he was basically like
1: this. I love these guys. Yeah, These are some of my I favorite guys. guys. We know all about these guys. Jeff, Jeff's sitting here laughing. These guys that are like, mm. oh, I represent Logan Paul. And then tells us that he, they represent the agency. And they've created this faux relationship. Where oh, yeah. In. It was it's the amazing, worst. Bro. It was the worst because I walk
2: into Scooter Braun's office. And I'm like, <laughs> shitting bricks. Because, you know. It's Scooter Braun. Scooter Braun. It's Scooter Braun. I, I, yeah, I walked Bra- walk, Scooter 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 <laughs> walk straight into his office. And he's like on the phone like hangs it up aggressively I feel like I'm on a set of Entourage yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so this guy that told me that uh, he told Scooter that he knew me and he knew that he, he taps me on the shoulder. he's like oh, so tell him about what you're working on and I'm like well what do you know about 100 Thieves he's like absolutely nothing so I'm like well let right. me start from the top so I'm just rattling off I don't even think it was coherent so then Scooter starts rattling off what he thinks we're talking about, and we were just like talking past each other. Completely different things. Not on the same page. I get back from that meeting, and I tell my partner, I'm like, yeah, I don't think we're like I, Scooter Braun is a very successful businessman, but I don't think he really understands gaming, and I don't think it would be a strategic investment for us to accept while hmm. we're raising money. So then Scooter finds out that we declined, and Scooter calls me back. He's like, Look, man, I I want to apologize to you. I I was in the drive-thru at Chick-fil-A for 30 minutes, and Scooter sat there apologizing to me because he didn't know the situation the same way that I didn't know what we were talking about. Uh So then Scooter really dug into the business, found out what he could help us with. He connected us with Drake the next day. Sick. He was like, hey, man. That's
3: that Scooter Braun pool. Scooter Braun. He's like, I think I know somebody
2: that might be interested in, uh, (laughs) in gaming, and he loves the space. And I'm like, well, who is it? And he's like, Drake. I'm like, I went. (laughs) Payroll, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I'd like to talk to him. And so it all started with Scooter. Like, probably one of the smartest businessmen I've ever been oh, around. Le-
1: legend. In oh, the he's game, unbelievable.
2: Bro. People give him a hard time, but he's a fucking genius. All
4: right, so he helped you start. What's next for
2: 100 Thieves? Uh, what's next, man? Dude, I I really think it's just media, right? It's, mm. You know, there's so much opportunity in entertainment. I look to Barstool for a lot of inspiration. I think mm. they've done a great job of being able to like incubate talent mm. and 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 really <laughs> jump into any business in any industry that they want to through Barstool. And I think that's the next iteration of Hundred Thieves, right? Like we're gonna continue to create apparel. Mm. We're gonna try to do esports better and win some tournaments. But content is, is king. Sure. You
3: guys do a great job of that, I want to say. Thank you. Uh, when you guys came out with your, I think it was, I follow all like when Jack joined and Jack moved in or Jack left and, and the production and the scripting of your videos is incredible. And you guys can pull it off too. I Thank think that's you. a thing you have that your, your whole group does that not a lot of uh, gamers can, can do when they're not streaming. Can you still be an on-camera personality and, and, and more so a talent? Like, you guys are, like, low-key acting.
2: Well, thank you so much. Yeah, that really means a lot. Yeah, I love it. It's it's it's, it's a lot of fun, dude, because you get to play around and be a different character. We got a shout-out to Gabriel Rees. He's, like, our—he's uh, he's an executive producer at 100 Thieves, and he has in, incredible ideas that are just
4: rattling mm, off. Mm. We've got a great team. It's awesome. How long have you been creating content?
3: Hold on a second. I don't— I, That's— I don't know. Hold on a second. What? That's just such a cookie cutter question. Well,
4: I okay, because I, I, I was about to go. I, want, I mean, it's a good question. Because you've, been, you're, uh, like, you've uh, gone from, what, playing video games in your bedroom to now running a, you know, a, a media enterprise. That's I saw, incredible. I started
2: uploading in 2010.
4: Okay. So yeah, long ass time, time. Yeah, my first video
2: on YouTube was 2010.
4: And you've done it all yourself, editing from the beginning, and then Until now, now. it's 100. Yeah, i done everything. everything. I mean, I was doing everything. from that era, I don't think a lot of people know this. The whole like video game community started incredibly small with montages and strange little videos that people would put up with. Uh, what were they called? Machinimas. And Machinima was Yeah, oh, That was a okay. channel. Yeah, I mean, or like network. Yeah, network. In, in yeah. a type of video. Eventually, I think they kind of became like Kleenex and tissues or whatever. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. But you know better um, than I do. <laughs> you know, I love this stuff. I grew up with it. I used to edit videos for gamers and whatnot, but. I mean, it's just it goes to show that that consistency and putting in the effort over time, over what ten years now of creating content, is taking you to a place where Pays you now off. employ a ton of people to help facilitate the yeah. stuff
2: that you want to do. Absolutely, I think Logan's a perfect example of that too. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like crazy ideas. Let's make some videos and build a team around you. Like you've done it. I don't team, have
1: enough. Team
3: my, my team's members. skinny though. <laughs> yeah, we, was we, was gonna we gonna were just that. talking about this. Like we we. Uh, how many employees did not this, enough man to, we we five seven s- i talked to i talked to uh, uh, mr beast them. you mr beast is like now boys. boys have like 37 30 employees. employees i'm like i look at how myself i go
1: like almost th- 30 no boys yeah it? dude and bro, so like, what are we doing on. wrong they're slept on well bro. i know how much they're, they're killing killing nothing on. i know
3: they're
2: you're not sleeping on them you're not dude i've heard the numbers man they're crushing who's sleeping
1: on no who the fuck is no one's sleeping on no boys i love those guys i think the toronto star sleeping on the note boys bro they're not they're not giving them the respect. <laughs> a, yo, I want to I want to I want to take the opportunity to nerd out cuz I know that there's a lot of people watching this fucking episode for Nate Shot and they want to hear these questions. So I want to I want to nerd out for a second. I want to talk about more about Call of Duty. With you, what is the best Call of Duty ever created?
2: Black Ops 2.
1: Amazing. Amazing answer. What's what second?
2: Modern Warfare 2.
1: MW2. So yeah. there's a lot of people who MW2 is I think is like the commonly believed best title would you say
2: yeah i mean that's like the golden age of like online video gaming fun yeah the fun part of it yeah
1: because i i agree with you I'm i'm a black ops fanatic and and just chopper gunners dog like dogs all that stuff was i think the funnest part like we would i would run with my crew back then and just grab as many care like you could set a care package turret and anti-aircraft. Yeah. And we would just fill the entire stage with boxes because we would just run, sh- run sh- house on people. Yeah. And just get on top of the – What? Ha- why has the fun – do you feel like the fun level in the series has depleted a little bit? Uh,
2: well, I think with Warzone, Brought now, it back. it's revitalized yeah, it, the, yeah. entire, the entire franchise. But uh, d- uh, to be honest with you, man, after I quit Call of Duty, I didn't even play Infinite Warfare. I p- maybe played for like a week. <sighs> that I, hurt. I, I, and I couldn't even tell you what game came after Infinite Warfare. It was it was it advanced No, Advance was before Infinite.
1: Okay. If, it, which one
2: There's was it? Black, Black Ops bro, 4. I played Black Ops 4. Bro, they
1: went on a a bad run for mm-hmm. a little while. I was cuz I was doing work with Activision uh-huh. and the Call of Duty branch with Love Sack. We were doing branded Love Sacks. And I just remember we were these titles were coming out, we're like, remember every time a new title would come out, this is going to be the one that changes it. Activision is going to get their shit back together. Infinity Ward's going to blow it out of the fucking stadium with this one. And then it would drop and it would be advanced or it would be infinite. And people are just starting to get to a point where they're like, yo, this is not good for the fucking series. Mm -hmm. And you're driving a spaceship to Odin around and shooting laser beams at people. The
2: Infinite Warfare uh, premiere trailer was like the most disliked video on YouTube in history. Yeah. It passed up like a Justin Bieber video. I think it passed up baby. I remember that. Yeah.
1: Because people don't understand how much that series – and that, that that title means to the gaming community. I mean, it's such a massive thing. It's it would you call yeah. it the biggest would you call it the biggest video game of all time?
2: Call of Duty? Yeah. Well, I mean, every single year it releases, it's the biggest sell, entertainment it. release. It's the right. biggest entertainment release Out of all media. Movies. In the world.
1: Included. Yeah. Everything. So we've talked about that in the the past. What do they do? Like, do they do a billion the first month, generally? Uh, I think it's like $750 750
4: like a billion dollars. How much of that do you think is like the pay to win stuff where you had to, the old Call of Duty games, where they loot boxes and whatnot? Well, Call of Duty didn't figure out
2: microtransactions until I think it was Advanced Warfare, where they had loot boxes. And it was basically pay to win because you have to open these boxes to get the best guns in the game. And then that shit was not flying. But now that they have Warzone, you know, the biggest thing that I would say is that Activision is actually really fucking up cuz I don't they didn't realize how big Warzone was actually going to get and they were not ready for the success because the uh. store and the customization is terrible. The weapon camos dog shit. The operators are all right, but they could be making so much money. And they already are, but they could be just cashing they right have now. so
1: much. It's just wild to imagine. I've spent a lot of times at the headquarters down in Santa Monica. Yeah, Ander, Nickel, Eugene, shout out the brand team at Activision. But dude, like it, it, it has been so good to see Warzone revitalize the series. I man. love it. And man. people are going crazy. In it. And it kind of would is, is Fortnite dead?
2: No, Fortnite's not dead. A lot of people still play it, man. I I, I don't think Fortnite's ever going to die. And I don't actually think Fortnite really cares about what's happening to the game right now and pe- the public opinion. Because I think Fortnite's goal is much bigger than we're going to have you jump in, play a 100-man battle royale. F- Fortnite is essentially turning into a sandbox. And it and it, it's, it's a social platform for kids. They're not mm-hmm. getting on just to play. They're getting on to hang out with their buddies. And I think you're going to see like... Fortnite turned into more something like Roblox or Minecraft, where you could go in and create your own imagination within Mm -hmm. the Fortnite Mm -hmm. world. And I think that's what's next for them. I I think they raised a bunch of money, and Fortnite is just like a generational play, not just like, are people still playing it this year?
3: Do you think any game has done a better job? Playing on culture than Fortnite?
2: No, absolutely, <sighs> impossible. Without right? a doubt, Epic Games, Fortnite, they killed it. I killed it. I've, I've
3: it. never seen an activation like theirs. marshmallow, For Travis Scott, F- Light. dude. The <laughs> list goes on. from the skins. I've spent probably over two thousand dollars on skins. I, know you I have. swear to God, I had them all <laughs> when I was streaming. They
1: fucking got you.
3: They got me good. How did they? And that purchases because it's free, and then you want to like show off to your friends that you're the John Wick guy. And uh, yeah, I just I I. I envy the way they've innovated like no other video game has before. Yeah. They
2: really did. Well, and it, and it, it's, it was like the beginning of making other, you know, other publishers and other developers do better. Like what – I mean, Fortnite, What we when we used to go pitch to venture funds about 100 Thieves and eSports, it's like, look at all of our athletes and artists and, and celebrities that are coming into their own and building their careers right now, they're, they grew up with video games. Sure. And so you have all these athletes playing Fortnite – I mean, I'm, like, playing with Devin Booker on, uh, on Warzone. Dude, I have Mike Trout DM me on Instagram. I didn't even what follow did him. That- and he's like, hey, man, you know how to unlock this Striker 45? I'm like, first of all, <laughs> Mike you Trout, a home run? what the home fuck? Run. Second of all, don't use that gun. Third of all. I love
1: this. I lo- this has been my favorite thing to watch happen because the same thing Back to Banks has happened with Banks. Yeah. His hero, his entire life, his whole life, was the Patriots and more so Tom Brady, and and through I, through Tifu, I think it was he got the uh, the uh, ability to play uh, with Tom Brady and actually have a conversation oh, wow. with him because his his son was obsessed with Tifo and obsessed mm-hmm. with Banks He was actually able to play with him. But even a- also back to you know one of your partners, we were at a party uh, at at one of uh, Estas's party with Kylie and all them and me and Banks were standing in line for the bathroom and Drake walks down the stairs and me and Banks are both standing there like. like that, like everybody else that hasn't met him before. And Drake walks up to him and go and daps him up. Yo, it's good. Good to see you. And Banks is like, blue face, like, yo, what the fuck just happened? Like video games have permeated this culture in such a way that it's like, it's mind blowing how, Many of your favorite celebrities, your favorite influence, your favorite, you know, politicians, whoever are playing Fortnite, playing Call of Duty. It's it's a it's amazing to watch. Yeah.
2: yeah. And that, that was basically our thesis, like for 100 D's. That's why it's like when you think of premier gaming brands and, and you play video games and, you know, brands within this culture, it's like we want you to think of 100 D's first. And they know? do. And People well, do. Faze is doing a great job. I see them as our biggest competitor, NRG, my buddy Hector and Andy Miller over there doing great. But
1: Hector now Hector was optic at first, yeah, right? Yeah, CEO yeah. of Optic i they I've got, worked with Hector Yeah, and then they
2: got purchased, Yep. and then his whole thing went down. And I remember. Now yeah. he's a part of energy. Yep. Yeah, so it's yep. a good guy. But yeah, Fortnite did it the best, and they broke down barriers for, it, it, again, it just forced other publishers to do better, and that's why actors had to get their shit together. And that's like half the reason why you're going to see Infinite, Halo Infinite, go free to play. It's like, you might have to buy it uh, to play the campaign, but they're letting the multiplayer you you could play it for free. Halo's never done that.
1: What what do you think influenced that pushback? Because obviously that's big news this week. I mean, this, this was supposed, I mean, listen, that was the thing that was supposed to end, you know, a good part of the console war mm-hmm. that was upcoming, you know, and ps 4s obviously been running the fucking show lately on consoles, yeah. I, I would say, right? And this was supposed to be the big Xbox, you know, comeback. Halo's about to redrop Xbox exclusive, obviously. And then last night, the news comes out that Halo's not coming out anymore. It's not going to be dropped until 2021 because of COVID. What, what? what do you think now I, my my idea is that that would be an optimal time to drop a a title
2: yeah well the problem is 343 has had a lot of issues that that's the developer that's creating halo yep. infinite and they had their creative deck director like quit or was fired like a year ago and okay. everyone's scratching their heads this game's supposed to be in development for the last five years what the fuck is going on and so the issue that I think happened, and this is just a wild guess, I think Xbox or Microsoft probably forced 343 to announce Halo Infinite early they because Xbox, the new Xbox doesn't have any exclusive titles. So the launch is going to be miserable, in my opinion. I don't know what they have that they're going to sell with it. So I just can't fathom why they would announce this new title. They haven't showed us any gameplay for the last five years. Everybody's wondering what's going on. Then they announce and show us like a two-minute campaign walkthrough. And I'm like, well, what the fuck, dude? This is my childhood series. I I want you guys to recreate and, and let it get back to the level that it used to be at. And then two weeks later, you say it's pushed back to 2021. I don't know. I I think there's it's not good over some there. Some foul play going there's on. There's some smart people that I work <laughs> over there, but I just can't fathom how they got to this point. Like, how do you announce the game for the first time and say it's coming out in Holiday 2020, and
3: then you push it back?
1: Yeah, and and, and, a ma- and a massive title. And I and the last thing I want to ask you on is like, it's not the biggest title though, because the most anticipated game, obviously. And I think that people just don't understand how long these things sell for. When do you think we're going to get GTA 6, dude?
2: Oh, man. Dude, they're still printing cash on GTA 5. Okay,
1: okay so that is that is the thing that a lot of people don't know.
2: It's had their highest earning month, I think, in the games. It's been out for like seven or eight years. Seven
1: or what? eight years. And they just had their high. Bro, the, how much money has GTA 5 made? One I billions. Mean, One of their owners, there's two brothers that created it. Two brothers created it. Is this You're talking about Rockstar? They're
4: split Rockstar. Yeah. yeah. So there's been a split with those guys. So I don't know when the new one's coming out, but I know that they, there's been a feud where it's like the owner, brother, they sided. One brother says, fuck you, I'm leaving.
1: And- Did they make a diss track? <laughs> <laughs> they should have. <laughs> yeah. No, what they need to do is find Scooter Braun. Scooter Braun will fix it. Dude. Scooter, Braun Scooter Braun fixes everything. Scooter, Scooter Braun can fix anything, Braun. dude. Just Scooter like Portnoy said. Dude. Scooter oh, Braun. Scooter Braun called. Well, uh, changed everything. I guess she Was killing me. Bro. Bro. I love Scooter Dave Braun. Braun, We do. We love. We love Scooter Dave, Dave too. We want to. We want to have. Mind you see, uh, Suitman got fired, bro. Oh my God. you
3: Nelson's yeah, done. Done.
1: He got fired. Portnoy by Portnoy was having a field day with, with that bro. <laughs> the, the best. I said they should
3: hire him. They should hire Suitman at Barstool Sports. You never. Not even as like a gesture of like I pity you so much. Take my hand, friend.
4: Hire and put. He him said.
1: In the- he said, "No job, no life." Suitman. <laughs> dude. I, you know, I I really do. I do really like am jealous slash envy Portnoy for his confidence in getting to, into these strategic battles. Like, bro, <sighs> bro, he has made an enemy for life in so many people, including Suitman. Like, bro, you never the know NFL. how this person, the NFL, Goodell, like right? <laughs> you never know how these people are going to be gunning for you, and they will, bro. They will. People, people that don't even know other people and have nothing against. People are still preying on their downfall. Yeah. So how do you think they're gonna act when you have you have demeaned them into a position where their life is not livable anymore? Like Portnoy just goes at everybody. Warren Buffett, the stock traders, like who is <laughs> he don't give a fuck, the bro? The best
2: and worst day of my life is when Dave Portnoy, like six months ago, roasted me on Twitter. Oh, no. Oh, well, oh no <laughs> Well, the backstory. So my girlfriend was eating Cheez-Its in bed, and I've never had a Cheez-It in my life. Never. I just don't like Cheesy cracker crackers. I remember crackers.
1: this. You got I, remember yeah. this. I'm about to I went you. at you. Yeah, I went that's, at that's you about up. this. Go tell the story.
2: Well, listen, I, I was just trying to bust my girlfriend's balls by like tweeting out uh, Cheez-Its are like worst the worst snack, tra- the worst I snack ever. And so I remember this. So I'm in Vegas the next day. I wake up, and I see my, my phone just lighting up. And I, <laughs> my eyes lay on my phone, and it's from Dave Portnoy, and say, "Hey, you seem like a successful person, but you are a fucking moron." <laughs> Something
3: along you said, cheeses are the lowest tier snack in the world.
2: Yeah, are and you I,
3: out of your mind?
2: I've never, I've never had I'm one following. either. Which is that the was,
1: I mean part. that that one day, hurt day. me. That one hurt me to this it's,
2: day. And it, uh, you gotta find Dave's
4: reply because f- first of all, off brand, off brand. No, no, they're so good. Uh, no, good. I don't
1: care. I'm a cheese it's fanatic. Okay. It's one of my it's one of my oh do you want one?
2: No, I'm not gonna do it it's here. Not actually uh, it says Nate Shot gets revenge. Did you end up getting revenge? I tried to follow up with a funny video. <laughs> Where well, I basically put Dave Portnoy's face on my phone background and deleted his pizza app and recorded it and sent it to him. <gasps>
3: he said, you seem successful, but you're clearly a brain-dead moron oh who doesn't God. deserve to breathe air like the rest of us. Cheese it. Slander will not be tolerated around these parts. That's a
1: major...
2: Oh, man. And I was really hoping my reply was going to get him to reply again because I-, I love Barstool. And I think, aspirationally, like it's a great North Star for 100 Thieves as like a media company. And I lo- like, I'm really cool with a bu- bunch of guys over at Barstool, but I, I want to meet Dave and I want to work with him <laughs> in some way. We'll, I we'll, I we'll go. I think you blew there.
1: that opportunity. No, he'll be good. I, a lot, dude, I'm equally obsessed, and we're friends with Kevin. Shout out KFC and all you know, a bunch of the other yeah. guys there. The only interaction I've ever had with him is remember when he was doing those? He was obsessed with the unboxings. Yeah, and he was having all the unboxings. Mm-hmm. I had a guy on the inside who gave him my clothing. Oh, and I love he that. took it out and he said, clocked in. I like this. This is cool. I'm clocked in. I'll wear this the. <laughs> and I'm like, yo, I'll just not interact with this guy ever again. I'm going to end with a dub, bro. Yeah, hey,
2: yeah always leave on top. George Costanza. That's,
1: That's it. Always bro. leave on a high. Yep,
2: yep, yep, yep. <laughs> what do you think about Cheeto Puffs, though, if you don't like che- if you like Cheez-Its? You talking about Cheeto Puffs now? Cheeto Puffs are the best. Uh, best they're, very, they're
3: very good. I don't love how impossible they are to scrape out of your teeth post-consumption. That's, that's you know, the worst. It's one of bit. the worst snacks to remove from your mouth. Puffs. And are, I wear Invisalign. Anyone with Invisalign knows this. You got to be careful with what you're consuming because if you put something sticky in your mouth and it's taking up space on your teeth, it ruins your Invisalign setup. That's tough. Yeah. There's so no I wanna, Cheeto puffs. Well, because they, they'll give me crooked teeth if I have Invisalign. You just go the highwood route given years I tried. <laughs> I, I, I looked into it. I swear, oh. swear to God, yeah, my, te- the, my teeth teeth next to my... Uh, Two front ones were really high, and I was like, yo, doc, like should I just get like fake teeth? And uh they put me on, on Invisalign. I'm actually hella jealous of Charlie D'Amelio, because she gotten sponsored by Invisalign. <sighs> what an organic, like like I preach about Invisalign on the show, how great they are. But like what what does Charlie D'Amelio have that I don't have? What like a 70 Renegade million followers? Like, probably do A Renegade. What what what
1: she's she's what squeaky she's clean de- brand? Perfect, you. kids love her, the youth. Of- All right, fuck off. There's <laughs> <laughs> a lot of reasons. F- food is another thing that you're you're kind. Of- we we're gonna do a mukbang for the night shift. i would love to
2: man what, I'd love what you've
1: talked about it in the past you're you were a shake shack guy no right you're f- which one was yeah, it what's up man come on fuck boy. where you were you didn't do any
2: reason no you were five guys in, in and, and out and okay
1: out. that's another no you're digging your hole, bro what Mike. are you saying we what are, are you saying we had beef over this too on hey, twitter i
2: gotta be honest with you guys i forgot dude. listen you don't know you haven't known me that long i, I grew up on fast food like, okay. I mean, I worked at McDonald's for four years. I've had a terrible diet for a long time. I've gotten a lot healthier, but burgers are, fast food burgers are my thing. I've made like, I've made like six In-N-Out versus five guys versus Whataburger versus Shake Shack. <laughs> I made like six of the videos yep. on my channel.
1: And Shake Shack is the, the crown. Why? Why? And, and, and every time
3: you're telling me In-N-Out comes right, out on Yeah, top. In-N-Out,
2: I mean. In-N-Out has the best burger. Shake Shack has the best fries and the best shakes. Five Guys is pretty good, too. How
1: does Five Guys not absolutely murder In-N-Out? <laughs> okay, In-N-Out. Okay, let's talk about this. One, not for too long. You guys we're talking, like
2: different styles of burgers. Go ahead. Sorry. What
1: is it? No, 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 no. You're the guest. I've learned this harshly over time. You tell me why is In-N-Out the fucking best burger?
2: The In-N-Out burger itself has the perfect meat-to-bun-to-cheese ratio. And I think that's where Five Guys and that's where Shake Shack goes wrong and the quality control that they have on their food my my in and out burger is going to taste the same no matter where i'm at no matter where i go shake shack half the time my burger's burnt to shit well, i can can't get behind go, that i can well, get behind that you can't
1: that. go far he's like no matter where i go to where i go it's only in so- socal and vegas like, and you Texas, can't go that far and Texas. if you go to new york you can't even eat it i i can get behind so the quality control it. thing but but okay but hold on okay okay well, like, hey,
3: let logan go i like this. Right, go. no just a five guys burger is unprecedented <laughs> It's unprecedented. I've never had a, a fast food burger taste that good. I get that they, sometimes on quality control, the cheese is a little weird on the Five Guys Burger sometimes, but you combine that with the Cajun fries, this isn't even, we're not even that's, having a that's conversation. That's an important part of it. We're not even talking about In N Out. That's an important part of it. I would even put Shake Shack in front of them. In N Out is like, yo, if I'm hammered at 4 a.m.,
1: maybe I'll eat In N Out.
3: They're
2: only open till 2 a.m. I would do it. I Sh- would do nin-
1: it. Ninja said it the other day. I believe it was Ninja on Twitter because my my f- top four has always gone the same. Shake Shack, five guys, in and out, water burger. Okay. Here's the important take on it that needs to make sense to you. As he said, he looks at the fry burger combo. When you go for burgers, the fries have to be important to you. In N Out loses lives with their fries. People leave In N Out after eating In N Out fries and they divorce their wives. They they <laughs> Un- disown their children they give back their college degrees life doesn't make sense nope. after you eat in and out french Mm-mm. fries tell doesn't. me you like in and out french fries they're made of repurposed cardboard
2: you can't do it well they're real potatoes and they make them right in front of you if you look deep enough behind the counter so they're healthy i won't do it listen i i, I even said that shake shack has better fries than in and out right but if we're talking solely a burger but no if, see i i i gotta i
3: strongly disagree i we're all entitled to our own wrong opinions. Speaking of which, two more opinions.
1: One, if you found Hitler today, would you kill him? Given the opportunity, if oh, someone I'd, hands you a gun. Oh,
2: I'd fucking murder him. Okay, perfect. 360, YY, no Just no-scope. making sure
1: we're on, the same, yeah, st- on yeah. the same page there. And then last one, and this is another big one, on the opinions page. Because me and Courage are aligned, and I believe you and Logan are aligned oh, boy. on something. Oh, oh boy.
2: Donnie, I already know. You know
1: where this, this is going. He tweeted Inception the other and yeah, Interstellar. That's correct. He tweeted the other day that Inception is a is a premium flick over Interstellar, which I agree with. I believe that Inception is one of the best written, best produced movies of all time, mm-hmm. and I know that you're an Interstellar fanatic. Is I that am. correct? Okay, so am I. I-
3: Perfect. That's what I'm saying. (laughs) Listen, so am I. So am I. But surely you also can appreciate. I'm sure. I love Inception. I love love Christopher Nolan. I love
2: Leonardo DiCaprio. The movie was incredible. But if I base my opinion off when I saw Interstellar for for the first time versus Inception, Interstellar was the first movie I went and saw by myself. And thank God I did because I wept like a baby, (laughs) like Uh, a baby, like three separate times. (laughs) And for me, just the, the wonderment and the idea of, I have no fucking idea what's about to happen in yep. this movie. Matthew McConaughey's acting, the score was unbelievable. Just the, the, the emotion that Interstellar elicited from me throughout every moment of the movie. Scratch my itch of mystery, space travel, and incredible acting and, and composition of the music and the soundtrack. Interstellar is unequivocally better than inception best
1: movie ever made great take best movie ever. it's made? not the
2: best movie ever made but it's definitely in my top 10 because
1: because they always say they'll forget what you said but they'll never forget how you made them feel nope. and exactly so, and that's and that's where you guys take that from but but sure. listen but listen like we could do all the same shit for inception you remember inception score what that made you feel like do you remember the fucking uh, sound there's a difference there's a difference oh there's a difference
3: i get what he's saying interstellar interstellar affects you when you leave the theater, it it still affects you. It makes you question your entire reality on this planet.
1: It, you would call the theater- Inception, Inception a mindfuck? It is a mindfuck mind on fuck? levels Sure, sure, sure to men.
3: Yeah, sure, but there's a lot of movies involving mindfucks. That technology doesn't exist yet. So what? Uh, this is like a thing that th- whatever the concept was in Interstellar seemed like it could be a thing. I remember walking out of the theater and looking up to the sky and not Knowing what planet I was on or why, what my entire purpose was, there's few movies I'll see more than once, let alone twice. I've seen uh Interstellar probably five times.
1: You said the technology doesn't exist. We talked about VR earlier in the sure, show. Do sure. you think Inception is that far off from a potential you know 10 15 year out thing where you're able to go I, into alternate you know spaces I, and times? What Interstellar? No, in, Inception. I mean, you're, I, you're, you're I you're might able chalk to-
3: that one up to fully
4: impossible forever. No
3: way. That's what I they said so. about that's Dude, what they said about
1: landing a- on a- the moon.
4: One AI a- a- generated simular And one day yeah. one, and one I'm day we'll have the Matrix, brain mapped yeah. out. We'll have the 100%. brain mapped out one day. Sure. And we'll be able to unlock the secrets of it. Sure. So
1: that's it's very funny because these two these two films deal with the two final frontiers. One, may be one so deals with of its space time. and one deals with the brain, yeah, right? Yeah. And those are and and in, uh, there's a lot of people out there who have always said like Star Trek, space the final frontier. It's not the mind is the final frontier that we know li- is less about than anything else. We have great ideas about space, but we know very little about the human mind. Which is about crazy because
3: it's the closest thing to us. Crazy. It's crazy. Crazy. We're looking inwards and we still have no idea. No idea, dude.
4: Interstellar,
2: don't let me leave Murph. I mean, it's one of the best uh, moments. Don't, le- wow. don't let
1: me leave Murph. The last thing uh. I'll
2: say, because you brought up Star Trek, I, I so I'm not a big fan of Star Wars, and I don't think, Modern-day culture gives the first two brand-new Star Trek movies with Christopher Pine enough credit. <laughs> They're some of my favorite movies. Mm. Star Trek and then Star Trek Into Darkness. Bro, I can rewatch those movies, like, once every three months. I'm going to have to watch those. <sighs> They're fucking
3: incredible. Hey, what's going on with Dr. Disrespect?
1: Oh, yeah, do you know anything? What's— What's uh,
3: Do you what, know what well, ha- I, happened? He I, got banned from Twitch. Got for, banned from Twitch. No one knows why. He doesn't even know why?
2: I don't th- I, I, th- I don't think it's possible for Dr. Disrespect and his legal team not to know I, I I find doc, I I see Doctor Disrespect as a friend. I've talked to him throughout this situation. I've, we've texted here and there. I think he's one of the best entertainers on the internet. Sure, but I just think there is no way you sign a multi-million dollar deal with Twitch on a multi-year uh, term and they ban you, and there's your legal counsel doesn't know why. <laughs> there's no way that there's just no communication. In my mind, it has to have major legal implications because you can't just renege on a deal like that. Like you have to be able to at least give some sort of explanation or take it as a legal matter. So I think everyone's NDA right now. Nobody's talking about it. But what could
3: be so catastrophic that also stays in the dark? That's a great question. And that,
2: and I don't, I I just, I can't, I can speculate in my own mind, but I I just can't speculate here just because... I we really have no idea. I think it's legally sealed behind closed doors. To
1: his point, if it's if it is a you would assume it's probably a victimless crime or or call it a victimless crime. Like can you imagine if it was a conflict of business interests or something like that? Like, yo, he they found out he was starting a new channel or something like that on a different platform. Like who knows? Like to his point, if there was a victim, like if it was a sexual thing, like that girl would probably be talking. If there was a if there was a you know it was a violence thing or or he broke Twitch's guidelines, which we have no reason to service. We have no reason to believe he did that. Right.
2: Yeah. But if it, but if he broke the terms, their TOS, they don't, they wouldn't want doc to leave. Like he generates a a massive business for their, for them, you know, and it's all about, it's not even about how many viewers you have on the platforms, how much money you're making them. And doc was absolutely crushing it. And just his brand as it was growing, I mean, I, I feel like he's at the highest point in his career right now. So just to let him go and let him walk? I don't know, man.
3: It's almost like this Twitch ban helped
2: him. I, 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 Every we, time somebody gets banned on Twitch, it helps
3: him. Yeah, it elevates them. It's crazy. Because I, I knew who he was, and then he got banned from Twitch, and he just uh, was live streaming something the other day. I don't even <sighs> think he showed up. And there were 330,000 people waiting for him to pop on the screen. Yeah, he streamed a gas station yeah, for like an hour. D- what's the symbolism in that? Do you know? I'm try- I, I try to like follow the gaming community, and I'm not sure. Like I love his get up. With the wig and the mustache and the sunglasses, I have no idea how he games so well wearing shades. Yeah, that's interesting. It is. But what is the what's the thing? What's the pull here? In, in my mind, so
2: you so you you have Ninja and Shroud, they're not a mixer anymore. You have Doctor Disrespect get banned. And you saw Ninja go live on YouTube yep. for a couple hours, and in my opinion, it's them going live so that their agencies and their management can then go and negotiate better. Like, hey, mm. Ninja's going to go live on YouTube, and then he's going to go live on Twitch, and you're going to see how, many, how much viewership he actually can still generate, mm. and that's going to give them leverage to negotiate. So in my mind, I think Doc was probably going live to get hype up. Um, I, do, I, I don't know if YouTube YouTube will actually deal with him and give him an exclusive contract, mm. but I think a lot of what we saw with Ninja and and maybe Doc, it was them trying to just flex their brand and have some negotiating power. Yeah. Yeah. It worked,
3: yeah, it worked. Oh, yeah. You know he's like six seven. I'm I'm, I'm fascinated
1: he's, by this. Dude. He is a fascinating personality. <laughs> he's like a badass too, yeah, bro. Yeah, he could probably kicks some ass. Absolutely.
2: Oh, he was like like a, like a D two basketball player. He's good.
1: Who is this guy? I'm about to go watch Who's more the mystery of this Dr. Disrespect.
2: You you guys should go watch his first video from 2009 because oh it God. just shows like how far ahead he actually was. It's wild.
1: Has he changed a lot over the years no. or is he kind of right. No, you should watch I love it. It, I, I love it it came
2: up in my YouTube recommended today, Dr. Disrespect's first video. It's the same exact
4: character.
3: No way. <laughs> from day one.
4: Wow. Oh <laughs> Logan, have you thought about getting banned from Twitch? Uh,
3: uh, I feel like I probably am.
2: I mean, when t got banned and came back, he was 5X bigger.
3: Yeah, sure. Damn,
2: he's just out there spouting. Oh, you should hear him, man. And then it comes into like choppy Modern Warfare 2, like dazzle DVC-100 so gameplay. Just, so oh just ahead of God, his time. Dazzle. I had the Hogpog. Uh, okay. I mean, he did it for a long time. Oh, yeah, the Hogpog PVR. Yeah.
3: Yeah, I had the Dazzle. This gaming world's fascinating. One thing I noticed about it when I started streaming was uh, how hard it was. Yeah. I did not know. It's one of the hardest things I've ever done. Just like anything, you know, I'm sure if I did it over time I get better at it. But when I started streaming, I didn't realize how much energy was put into just sitting in front of the game because eyeballs were on you. Mm-hmm. It's like they sucked the life out of you. There's there's gaming for an audience and there's gaming for leisure, and the one is exponentially harder. That's it's part of the reason I stopped. I was like this isn't for me. I'm I'm not the guy who can go on uh, a platform for four or five hours straight and just constantly be entertaining. That's not me.
2: Yeah, I completely agree with you, man. I
3: struggle with that
2: nowadays, too, because I used to stream full time, but it was when I was competing, so I had to be online anyways to practice. I right. was on eight hours a day, so I might as well stream it. Sure. And now I get past four hours, and I'm a shell of myself. Yep, yeah. yep. And I, I, I go through highs and lows throughout the day. Like, my blood sugar's low. I get hangry. Yep. If I'm losing a tournament, I get pissed off, and it's just not fun to watch. Like, I, I just can't. Like you said, I can't do it for seven, eight hours like I used to because I'm not always fun to be around. And that's why YouTube's better for me. So like when I'm in a good mood and I want to record it, I can show people who I am when I'm in a good mood. But they see every terrible facet of my <laughs> <But some laughs> of your, but so, personality. Some
1: of your most infamous clips and some of your most watched clips are ones where you're kind of showcasing that personality. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Where you're kind of not being the nicest guy, right?
2: Well, it's like breaking controllers, yeah. throwing things across the room. Talking break shit. breaking controllers? I, di- I didn't used to, but now that I'm older and uh, can like, buy new ones. I think I can be like I should be better. Yeah, I'm just a really competitive person. I don't like okay. to lose, and when I lose, I get mad at myself. I hate losing, or I hate losing more than I like winning.
1: We could relate to that mm. here at the, here on Impulsive for sure.
3: So, are you gonna wrestle anybody on YouTube? I saw your tweet. I think so. Yeah, I think so. I got a lot of people chirping. <sighs> Yo, it's crazy how if you target like a niche vertical it explodes if you do it in the right way because like wrestling is a pretty territorial sport in that it is a combat sport basically like i'm better than you and this, and i think that and i'm willing to to try to prove that and so yeah i tweeted that and uh it exploded i found some people that i i think would be fun to wrestle with and i think the people would want to see i just have to decide if i want to inventize it like do i really want to do a a thing a proper like sponsored massive uh event i I don't know i just did it for a vlog thing (laughs) but yo i got people saying straight up i'll put a hundred thousand dollars down i'll give you two hundred thousand dollars if you beat this guy like there's a probably probably over if i wrestled and beat all the opponents that came after me probably 10 people i could make half a million dollars but
1: you some of the people you're talking about I love you, and I know you're a great wrestler. But some of the people you've gone at in this Twitter rampage are people you cannot beat, dude. Who are you talking dude. about? Who are you talking about? Ben Askren. For ben long. Askren would <laughs> fuck me up. <laughs> fuck me up. You posted the infamous picture of him on the ground after the Mosvitol fight. Well,
3: you picking and the wrong fight, guy. Shut yeah. up. Shut up. But, Shut uh, up. but he, yeah, he fucked me. He's one of the best wrestlers in the world. Incredible. One of the worst UFC fighters in the world, I, also. Yeah.
1: <laughs> but uh, I was with Bradley Martin this morning. Sure. He 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 wants. It. Is he, it. he he, he's, oh, he he's does. He's hundred percent down I, for it. I, the viewership <laughs> would be there he's 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 questioning it though because he's trying to figure out how much of a difference his 260 versus your 190 really makes from
2: at that point well he's got that but
1: he's got got the the technique technique. 90 pounds that's a lot well that's that's the pool that's the pool
3: honestly honestly what i'm probably gonna end up doing is putting is put the matches behind my maverick club paywall so i have the subscription service yeah which is a whole beat, another beast in itself. And I'm going to put so much en- energy into that. And I think I'm going to put the matches first behind the paywall and we'll reward the people who, who are subscribed. Yep. I think it's going to be a smart business play. And Bradley is going to be one of them. Uh, There's a guy from France. Yep, saw that one. One of the biggest uh, French influencers. Yep, yo, big. His tweets go crazy. Yeah, thousands yo, but, yo, but thousands. he's yoked too. Yeah, he's
1: big. Well, you've wrestled a bear before, yeah? Yeah,
3: he yeah. did on
1: Logan Paul verse, and then and what other another animal too, right? Uh, alligator, alligator. Yeah, alligator. So like you have some experience wrestling, you know, vicious, yeah, it'll be the massive thing primates like
3: Bradley. Mark. Bradley,
1: Bradley's because like yo, the pool for wrestling is not like not,
3: it's cool, but no one no one really gives a fuck. Yeah, I
2: sometimes like... I find myself watching like. In my recommended YouTube videos, like Olympic match uh, wrestling videos, and I'm I'll tune in for a second. For the big throws, yeah. For the big
1: throws well, and, and
3: gnarly moves. Yeah, it's like you see Kurt angle
2: wrestling in the Olympics with a broken neck. I'm like, yeah, I'll this click on cool. this. I'm
1: sure you I'm sure you tuned into the challenger games. Like I'm sure you're into yeah. track and field too, Dude, right? I, Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. You know, oh, Jet, you know, J Je- I shot with Jeff Wittick from the vlog squad for last week and I introduced him in the vlog, and uh, you know, the internet's number one face, everybody's Mr. Steel, your girl, all this shit, and, and I get done and he goes, you forgot to mention that I finished sixth place at the Challenger Games. I'd like that added in, please, written on the screen. I was like, "Oh, I didn't know it was so important
3: to you." I'll, I want you to send Jack in when I set up this wrestling thing. Absolutely. I'll Pick a day, send Courage in. I want to wrestle him. You know what? My favorite <laughs> my, I, my
2: favorite part, I would, first of all, I'd love to watch that, but I think my favorite even when when you uh box KSI mm. and you you guys were and you and your brother are doing all this boxing stuff, I think my favorite part was just for so long people didn't actually know your background. And that's something that always uh, intrigued me, like you were a state wrestler the in Ohio. Background?
3: Yeah, people, that's the um. People don't give you enough credit. I, I in boxing, it didn't help uh, at all. Yeah, it's a different at sport. All. <laughs> sure, sure. Like, let's acknowledge it and say, like, yo, he's done athletic combat sports in the past. But this is one of the when I say, like, yo, I'm willing to put ten thousand uh, dollars down to be any influencer. I could, I'd be comfortable putting a million down. Like that's a, this is the one sport where it's like, like boxing. We know I was kind of cap I, <laughs> before I even was a boxer. I'm like, I'm the, I'm a badass. I could beat you up. With wrestling, it's like yo, I've been proven to be one of the best wrestlers in the state of Ohio, fairly confident. I'm I'm pretty sure I'm gonna beat up all these fuckers. But, I got a
4: kid I'm calling in.
3: Don't you fucking say oh <laughs> my God! Dominic Abernader. Well, there's Dominic. Don't, don't forget about Gunner. Gunner Lay. Gunner Lay. <laughs> Gunner Lay. No, I got him guy. on the horn.
1: No, not him. You got to get Abernader. I'll bring, a, I'll bring the Abernader.
4: If my two fighters, Abernader and uh, Gunner, Gunner Lay, if they, if they take so you, down, you down, I want, 20 25. Bro, I want 25. i 25. He would, I don't know.
3: I I would wrestle Abernader if he let me uh, box him right after. Dom,
4: Gunner, I'm going to get you guys paid. <laughs> Gunner, yeah. I. Nah.
1: But do they have enough followers cause you didn't dictate what the metric was for? Oh a no, no, answer. fuck no. No, that right. would be that would be for Lisa. You leisure. said so, any so YouTuber. No, he said any influencer. influencer. But but yeah, and here's my question. Someone. What if they're fighter first and they're influencer because of it? Because that's what I'm saying. Like, you don't want to go like one of the guy another guy that called I don't even want to say his fucking name. You didn't you didn't respond to him, so I was gonna say Who, Dylan? Yeah. Let's talk about Dylan. I'd rather not. Who? It seems like a fucking waste of time, doesn't it? Yeah, never mind. All right, <laughs> perfect.
2: You should wrestle <laughs> Doctor Disrespect.
3: I would love to. He, That'd be awesome. shred it, man. He'd yeah. Shut, shape. Shape. shut up. Are you serious? Yeah, he's in good shape. But will he do it with the get up on? The costume? That's oh, what he looks like. yeah, he would. He would, right? Sunglasses and all. Interesting. Bulletproof vest. Interesting. Address Interesting.
1: Address him, dude.
3: Hey, Doc. He'd wear a sling over it. <laughs> let's let's wrestle. Let's let's do it up, bro. We'll live stream it on your channel. <laughs> I would pay to watch that. I would yeah. pay
1: so much to watch that,
3: dude. <laughs> dude. Are you going to wear a singlet? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm going bringing, to I'm I'm wear the same stuff I wore in high school. Yeah, I'm going to find it. Do let's play golf. I would love to, man. Yeah. Anytime. Yeah. yeah. You should play with that guy who's been reaching out to us on Twitter every day for 60 days now. Oh
1: my God, day I saw that guy. Every day, trying to get, Logan and, Mike day, to trying to get Logan and Mike to play golf with me. He's done it for, how many is it now? 60. Every single day. for so should we but, do it? Is his
2: name KJ? Uh, What's
3: could, his name? I don't know. I'll find it right but now. But also, like, is he really trying? Like, is, is a tweet enough? That's probably not.
2: Bro, I I have people that were like, "I'm gonna tweet you every day with a random video until you follow me," and I'm like, "Well, what?"
3: We have a
1: bunch of those, but this one's (laughs) weird. No, you need you need something
3: more. Like, just advice to anyone listening who wants to get the attention of a creator: be creative. That's not like if if you come. I've gotten a lot of like odd requests. Like uh, that kid Ryan from the Maverick Club. He's like, "Yo, I want to drive my car across the United States to come to your ranch." I was like, "That's a great fucking idea. Good for you." And a lot of people have asked me afterwards, like, hey, can I do the same thing? I'm like, yo, it's been done. You got, you come up with something new. Like, I'm, I, as a creator, as I'm sure, same with you, am excited by fun, good ideas that make me want to activate. You have to stand out. You have to to stand out. It's got to be
2: unique. We actually had uh, somebody apply to be an intern and he created this entire video. And later we found out that it was a Yes Theory project. It was one of the videos that they uploaded. They essentially helped this really smart kid who did a lot of the work, but they helped him production behind it that's awesome and it was the most unbelievable video yep. and like resume that i've ever seen like put together yep and it's unfortunate covid happened and he lives in canada so it's just tough to actually make that work but you got to be able to stand out you know a lot of people want, want to work for 100 thieves or they might ask like how, how can i come work for sure. you it's got to be unique you got to be able to tell me what you're bringing to the table not ask what i can do for you that's the number one thing you got to stand out and you, like go watch my content Go see what I'm not doing. Go see what I'm not doing well, Yep. and tell me where I'm fucking up. Like, tell me what what I can do better and how I could be
3: more successful. Respectfully, don't yeah. come across like, yo, here's <laughs> like make sure make sure to not denounce the creator.
4: You're it's trying to be the do- right sense exactly and come with solutions.
3: One of my yeah. favorite things that Gary V said in the same vein. um I'm sure you guys have seen this clip. Some kid goes, "Yo, if I do a backflip for you on stage, oh, yeah. can I be your intern?" And Gary's like, "No, no, <laughs> what the fuck?" And and he goes, "Why do I care that you can do a backflip?" How does that help me? And he's, "How does it help me?" When you give with expectation in return, you lose. Yeah, yeah. I've hit you with this line before. Yeah, when absolutely. you give with expectation in return, you lose. So just just give. Let let life happen and do your fucking best, and hopefully it's good enough. If yeah. it's not, fuck off. <laughs> Nate, thanks for coming on the podcast, brother.
2: Appreciate you guys having yeah. me. This was awesome. I was really excited. Yeah, I don't do. I don't. He, go, he goes. I'm you. not
3: anymore. I was really excited. I'm, I'm not so much now. No, he delivered. Happened.
1: This felt like a fucking strong show, dude.
2: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In yeah. and yeah. out still better than all your favorite burger. I just don't know. I'm just gonna
1: imagine you just sitting there watching Interstellar, eating In and Out, and 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 you know throwing the cheese. It's in the garbage. Like I, I actually was more excited about you before, Fuck. because you look what you did to me, dude. You rule. Really, you, but but that said, meet your that's idols, what Mike. they
2: usually say. Yeah, never meet your heroes. Hit
3: that subscribe button. Where can they follow? on instagram
2: uh follow us 100 thieves 100 thieves gaming on instagram don't worry about me don't worry about. there we go
3: follow this dude's journey it's gonna be a long one it's gonna be a great one with a very high summit we love you guys we'll see you next time take it easy fam peace
0: with lucky landslots you can get lucky just about anywhere
1: dearly beloved we are gathered here today to has anyone seen the bride and groom
0: sorry sorry we're here we were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time